What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Grown Folks. This is Lex, where we talk about real, raw, grown folks shit. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Court. Welcome back. Um, I'm ready to get into it, so let's get into it. Yo, let's get into it. So today we have a very special guest. My mama, Stephanie. Drum roll. (laughs) Sorry. So she's our first guest, I think. So yeah, this should be lit. Um, the first and last of me. <laughs> you excited? I'm excited. Okay, let's get into it. All right. So today we're gonna be talking about a bunch of different stuff. Um, my mama is uh, recently here. She has. Uh, is this day three? Day three. Day three. You might have to lean up a little bit for your Mikey Mike. <clears throat> okay. Mikey Mike. You always got to add a nickname to everything. <laughs> uh, three days out of uh, the ACDC <laughs> the <laughs> county jail. Yeah, um, graduated. She has graduated. She's doing great. Um, really proud of her this time. She's doing really good. So. I'm excited to see what the future holds, and especially for her. I'm sure she's excited. So we're going to be talking about a few things um, in her life as far as, you know, what has transpired and what led to where we are now, (laughs) all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm getting over a cold, y'all, so just bear with my voice. So I guess we'll just hop right in and... um, talk about everything from the beginning you know as far as how everything started um with the addiction that you had and how you feel about it (laughs) (laughs) but let me say first how proud i am of y'all oh thank you you are so awesome and just to be a part of it is worth the trip that i've made hey (laughs) thank you we love you. We, love we support you. you. We're behind you. <laughs> Rooting for you. <clears throat> well, I mean, I don't even know really know where to start. When did it start? When when do you feel like your addiction started? Um, like twenty years ago. Twenty years ago? Did you have like a tragic uh, event that happened for you to get on there those? Because I know my my stepdad, he had a really bad wreck and messed up his back, and then that's how he got hooked. Well, I hurt my back doing gymnastics years ago. Oh. And so I kind of got a sample of them then. Okay. to give up gymnastics. Mm-hmm. I bet that sucked. Oh yeah, I was going to be the next Marilyn Bretton. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like there, that drugs like made life easier for you at the time? At the time, of course I did. At the time, I could be, I could work full time, I could be a great super mom, cook dinner, play Pictionary at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I could do it all. Up with you and you cannot balance 
bitter, it is going to get you in the end and you cannot give it your life and your love drugs all the way to take first place. Right. Regardless, and I I love my kids. I mean, I love them with everything I have in me. And it was a super fight, but drugs still prevail and comes up. Right. So I lost a lot of every day. Hmm. But, not to jump too far with, but my addiction and where it put me in life has made me who I am today, and I like me. Yeah. <laughs> I like me a lot. Yeah. I like you too. Yeah. <laughs> You're I feel, a cool I mom. Feel the same. And I think my kids learned a lot of lessons watching me, so as horrible as it was, I would do it all over again for them to have learned one lesson about it. Yeah. And it's not in vain as long as we all learn something from it. That's I think deep. I definitely learned a lot. Like, I feel like I'm appreciative for this, like, even though it sucks, like, I'm appreciative of what all I, I went through, but I think, uh, I touched on this before, but above all, like, I was appreciative of your honesty about, like, your your struggles with addiction, even when I was a kid, because to not know what's going on and to see all these things going on and to not know why or, you know, what what was going on, you know, it gave me a sense of at least knowing why and what was going on. And as I got older, it showed me, you know, like what not to do and what to avoid. So I think that like through all that, like you being honest and upfront about it, you know, really well, contributed. Helps. There's no honest drug addict. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> It would have helped had y'all been stupid. <laughs> a little bit better. But y'all were really noisy little kids. So. Oh, yeah. I can totally see that. Especially <laughs> you. Ask so y'all how to play. like, okay, I can pretend they're idiots or I can <laughs> tell them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, no choice. I had no choice, really. Yeah, I tried to... Uh, I didn't do drugs while I was pregnant. That was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank God. I, I probably would have been real stupid then. Okay. <laughs> I try to apply the same thing to the kids, though. Like, I'm pretty much honest with them about everything. Like, because kids understand a lot more oh than we gosh. give them credit for. Yeah. So. That look Genesis gave y'all, that says it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, I always, uh, like, if I am if I get in trouble with the kids, I'm lying. Yeah. I'm lying. She's a Straight liar. Up. <laughs> but any other time, I tell the truth to them. I let them know, you know, what's going on and everything. But I if I'm in truth. trouble with them... I'm lying. <laughs> so I did it with Noel not too long ago. He was like, why you, why you leave your clothes on the floor? Where I got to pick mine up on the, off the floor. I was like, listen, son. It's that time of the month for me. I just didn't feel good. He was like, oh, sorry. I'm like, well. I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to tell the truth every time. Because I didn't feel like it. And I pay the bills in here. That's why. But... I would say too, like what, um, like, do you feel like, like going in and out of jail, like that your addiction contributed to that, like entirely? It was either indirectly or directly a cause of going to get pills, trying to hide pills. I mean, every bit of it. There was not so. one incident. And then, even though I had been off of them for a while. That probation stemmed from that five years ago. Yeah. And so I was still having to deal with that. I just got finished dealing with that, even though pills wasn't a part of my life.
so hard to get out of. Yeah. Have you in a chokehold any way you can? How how does it how like your mindset when you were on drugs versus now that you've been clean? Cause you've been clean for seven months now, seven eight months. Mm -hmm. So yeah, clean <laughs> eight months. So well, let, no, let me set the record straight on that because that huge misconception of going to get help to get off of them is a big crock of shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <I'll tell you. laughs> because when I went to prison, I had been off of them for five years since been going to prison. Mm. But when I felt like I was going to go back to them, that's when I went to that methadone clinic. Mm. And that was Yeah, I don't think that's the answer for so everybody. Answer. Definitely yeah. not the answer for anybody. That, yeah. yeah, I almost lost my mind. It's like trading one addiction for another. That's like mm. that makes sense. Dabbling with a Ouija board and going straight to hell and doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm. like your mindset, like in your thought process and stuff, like how how do you feel, like that you think differently now Way versus when, like how did it alter your thought process and like I guess I thought I was an actress because I had myself very <laughs> I was the biggest liar to myself but it was easy to do because it coached your reality yeah. and it's easy to fall into oh I got this nobody knows it's not that bad mm -hmm. I'm not out selling my body for crack it doesn't matter the end result is the same mm -hmm. but I can see that so clearly now I'd have seen it ten years ago. I probably wouldn't still be the same today. So yeah. every course has a reason. I feel that. I feel that. I was about to ask you another. Oh, that's the question I was about to ask. Can I please tell oh, fixing my hair story? Oh man. Oh man. What's this about? What is this about? I'm not going to touch my hair while we're doing this. This is my fa <laughs> like it's it, it was it's never funny, but, but it's fun. Yeah. You know? I mean, humor got me through. If yeah. you can see where I get it from, like, I use humor to deflect <laughs> everything. Like, even serious conversations, I'm like, I got to find something to laugh about. But my favorite story is, like, when you're on pain pills, like, she can tell you, like, you nod out a lot. Like but you don't know that you nod <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> they don't know, but you can see it. I'm seeing her going down. And I'm like, Mama, she was like, I'm just fixing my hair. <laughs> oh. Every time, it was always fixing her hair. No matter what it is. You say that's my story. My brother, I'm sticking to it. My brother said, you got the baby dragging in the sand. I said, no, I'm not. I'm fixing my hair. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. And I'm like, you should have the most perfect hair in the world because <laughs> you are fixing your hair a million times a day. Uh. <laughs> like... <laughs> That, that used to be so funny to so me. So her story never changed. No, it never, never changed. It was ever. like I don't know why she didn't come up with something better than fixing my hair. Because why are you fixing your hair and I'm your praying. lap? I'm praying. Yeah, like, well, that's yeah. <laughs> anything you could have been doing anything else other than fixing your hair, but that was the story, and she stuck to it. She oh, was for not. About Eighteen years, yeah. I fixed my hair. Yeah. She, hey, look at that hair. It's great hair. <laughs> <laughs> You've been fixing I it for a while. Fixed it great. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Um, I got a question. Uh, did you learn anything from being in prison or jail that kind of like changed your mind about anything or like taught you something? How not to get caught. <laughs> <laughs> That's solid. That's solid. No, seriously, no. Because I, I know it's a different environment in it there. Is. And it is. People move different. And I'm going to say that you meet some horrible people in there. Mm-hmm. But other than seventh grade best friendships, some of the best female camaraderie that I have found has been in prison. Mm. And some of the best people I met were there. And a lot of them don't deserve to be there the way society says that they should. Yeah, I believe that. But I took it, and again, I said I'm going to better myself with this. So I took the time that I was there. I did everything I could to make myself better when I came out to try not to make the same mistakes. Mm -hmm. I just was not ready for any of that. (laughs) It tripped me up bad. your motivation exactly yeah. so, I just wanted to make them proud you know right speaking of that like how how do you feel like your addiction like affected our childhood oh lord how long ago was that <laughs> <laughs> no I'm sure I mean there's good aspects to everything and there were great field days and I'm sure I've seen like the coolest mom but the parts that I missed parts I was fixing my hair from. <laughs> I, I would really, really like to go back and do those over, but I can't, so I'm going to do it for your kids. <laughs> it's like a deal to me. <laughs> now, um, I was going to say, like, I feel like when I was a kid, I think that just going through it and like having to deal with a lot of the stuff I had to deal with because it wasn't just you my daddy also had a, a problem so it was like that that was the part that was difficult and like I know at one point you know you did decide to leave and I just wanted to like ask you know how hard was that decision for you and like what did it make you like go deeper into your addiction for me that was like the hardest part of dealing with it like was you not being there during that time but I think that I also learned a lot I learned how to be independent very young and like that's what's gotten me to where I am now 
Like they like by the time I was in middle school, I was doing everything myself. Like I was making my own doctor's appointments. I was, you know, making my own like school appointments, filling out my own school papers, things like that, doing my own hair and everything. By the time I was grown, like there was nothing I couldn't do. And there was other people my age that didn't even know how to make a doctor appointment. And they were like fully grown. So like by the time I was grown, I knew how to do everything. And of course I had my my point where I veered off and I went down that path for a little bit after I had Noel and I got postpartum really bad and I was just drinking all the time and I just I had that moment where I was like oh my god like I'm doing exactly what I said I wasn't gonna do and I had to like pick myself up by my bootstraps and put my big girl panties on and, <laughs> and like get it together but I always knew like I didn't want to do the same thing so I feel like our relationship though has like stayed steady like through the whole thing because you were my best friend when I was a kid and like you continued to be my best friend like throughout everything even when stuff was really bad but and we had our fallout points where for a long time probably a few years I was just like I'm gonna kill you <laughs> like I, I just didn't I was standing you know. trying I was out there trying yeah I, I just I didn't I didn't want anything to do with it anymore but then I was like you know that's not fair I mean not that it wasn't fair it's just not how I wanted it to be and I that's what made me want to help people like because I wanted to help you and then I wanted to help other people so that's why like that's why I do what I do now and it's great yeah and doing that that's part when it was really bad that was the hardest part for me to forgive myself so I could get better yeah Yeah, I feel like the the roles kind of reversed for a while where like I was the parent and you were the child and in a lot of aspects. But I think that now that I'm older, it was a lot easier for me to like forgive y'all once I had kids because like I held a lot of resentment for a long time like and a lot of like abandonment issues and things like that but when I had kids I seen like how hard it was to just deal with kids in general like without addiction and I, then it made me like really realize like you know if I had to deal with kids on top of an addiction how difficult it would be to stay in that environment and you know how easy it would be to just leave like if I if I would have had that option mm -hmm. then you know I understand that I probably would have took it like if I was in y'all's situation so I feel like 
yeah, once I once I had kids, it was easier for me to understand and like forgive. That made it easier for me to heal. Yeah, to heal definitely. And I think I'm still like healing, still because I still have like some of those issues, like some of those like abandonment issues. And, it's a lifelong struggle. Yeah. That's what I was about to ask you. What do you think is the hardest part now that you're off drugs? Like, what's the hardest aspect for you? Is it, like, the forgiving yourself or the, like, trusting yourself that you're not going to go back? Or is it just trying to figure out how to, like, live in regular, everyday society? Um, things that I should have already accomplished, I still have yet to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of exciting, but it's, you know, justifying your feelings, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't think that I would ever fail again because of drugs, you know? Yeah. But what, the forgiveness is hard. What are some things that you do want to accomplish that you haven't been able to do? I want to finish getting my degree that I started when I got out of prison. What was, really what was that, that for? I don't wanted in. Yeah, I don't want to be in business administration. Okay. It doesn't really mean paper yet. But <clears throat> I want to do that and I want to be on board with you guys <laughs> <laughs> and see you guys succeed and be a part of that. I mean, because I've told Lexi before she's larger than life and I just want to be in that life, you know? That's oh. So you're stuck with me, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool with that. I think, too, like, watching you with my kids, like, is also healing for me because, like, I got, like, a little bit, but I feel like they'll get to get the, uh, the things that I missed mm-hmm. on top of, like, having us. They get to have you, too, mm-hmm. and so that makes me feel better. I don't even like better. them. <laughs> they love you. They though. like you. <laughs> they love you. Oh, they like you a lot. They don't even call their name in the morning. Gigi. <laughs> they literally put their guys. feet up your butt. I'm really? <laughs> up I'm your mean. butts. <laughs> you got two butts. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to ask you, like, whoa. <laughs> I know. I love them. No, nah, I think that's the best part, like, is being able to see that. And they love you so much. And I think, I hope that like encourages you to like you know stay on the right path and I think the hardest part for me now is like still having that like trust issue but I have that trust issue with everybody like I don't I'm not really one to to trust easily and I think that in the in the back of my head because we've been through this routine so many times of where like you know you'll be clean for a little bit and then you know it'll it'll go back into the routine I have hope this time I really am hopeful 
this time, but I think still I have that like trust aspect where I kind of just want to keep you in a bubble and not <laughs> let you go anywhere or do anything because I'm just like, <sighs> you know, I know I can't do that and I got to like let go of that, but it that's, I think that's the hardest part for me. And I know Courtney is like, like seeing me go through a lot of the, the stuff and stuff like that. So I think, yeah, that's definitely the hardest part for me. But what what do you think about like me not continuing in that cycle and like how far I've come being that not only did you have an addiction but like your parents had an addiction and my dad's dad had an addiction and like we have a lot of addiction in our family like it goes all the way to great great grandmothers yeah like generations and generations but I mean you've already showed such promise and just over the top But here we stand. We live to fight another day. I think y'all are both handling it very well. Yeah. Thank you. I, oh, that was just being a, an observer. <laughs> How does it yeah. feel to be that observer, though? I mean, to know that her mom's in, been in active addiction in an active addiction for a long time. Well, I can see how it affects her definitely, and and I think I think that's one of your biggest uh, obstacles, I think. Yes. Like, just having that past. But I think that you've handled it very well and you, you came out on top and you, because you, there's two ways you can go. You can, mm-hmm. you can go down or you can go up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you chose to go up, but you went way up. You went way, like, beyond, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, Y'all ain't gonna make me cry this Because <laughs> I, like, growing up, I had both parents and I'm, I was kind mediocre like <laughs> I was a getting B's and C's type of guy in school you know yeah. like I was you know just cruising through life and you was like over exceeding so that's pretty dope like but and then seeing you like with the with the kids and seeing y'all like talk junk to each other and just giggle all day yeah. it's 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 really good to see and we're not even high <laughs> <laughs> Man, I told Lex, uh, I said, I'm never getting on the plane with y'all again, though. Oh, my. Y'all <laughs> cut up the entire time. I was like, Let me tell you, I, told I can't them. take them nowhere. Not even to jail, because I told everybody about this. I said, when we got on the plane to come back out here, she had bought those sweet nuts and the hot nuts. And I had the bag, and the man beside me, I was eating them, so I was going to be polite and offer him some. And I heard Lexi with the loudest whisper in the world. I'm not a good whisperer. She said, Bubba just offered him some nuts. <laughs> I just froze in mid-offer. Yeah, I played too much. Because <laughs> you going to offer this random man some of your nuts. <laughs> Why would you I do that? I was trying to be nice. <laughs> I didn't have anything else to offer him. All I had was a dog and 
And phone. those were my nuts. <laughs> Anyways, you offered that man some my nuts. I'm dead. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> you know, it's funny, like, when I first met you, something that, like, really stood out to me is how bubbly you were. And, I mean, you're still bubbly now. I think you're, I stress you out a little bit, but <laughs> you're still bubbly. But, like, that was one thing that really, like, was just like, wow. You know, and I see that you get it from her. Like, y'all, y'all sit here and giggle all day long. Oh, God. It's crazy. Laugh to keep from crying. Yeah. Y'all, y'all some funny guys. <laughs> Humor has definitely uh, gotten me through most of my life. Yeah. I no like cap. to laugh. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, that was what I was going to ask. Like, if you, if you thought that, like, if you would have gotten some type of, like, mental health or, like, therapy during your times of tr- struggle before you started like doing drugs like do you think that you could have avoided it or do you think that you were just already too deep and surrounded by it probably just too deep and surrounded I, I almost think it was genetically <laughs> you know kind of happen either way yeah. if it runs in the family then mm-hmm. yeah I, I've always had this fear I swear to God like I never thought past 21 like I never, I didn't think I would make it. I thought I would either be dead or in prison. So I I never made any plans past 21. And I know you said that when you turned 25 is when the addiction really got bad. And I had this like, once once I turned 21, got to hit 22, I'm like, oh crap, I didn't plan to make it this far, like. (laughs) And then once I hit 25, like, I had this fear that it would just hit me, like, because it was, like, genetically inclined, and I I would just become an addict at 25. Like, I I had that fear so bad. And it's so subtle. It's not a brick wall you run into, and there you are. You just slip into it one day Mm -hmm. at a time, and you wake up 10 years later, and you're like, wow, what's happening? I was definitely afraid of that like seriously I can't even stress how afraid I was like I I got to the point where I wouldn't even take like medicine that my doctor had given me because I was I was I would get anxiety about taking medicine yeah for your anxiety for my anxiety because (laughs) I'm like I'm, I'm gonna get addicted like I'm gonna get addicted and then all of a sudden I'm just going to be like a full-blown crackhead at, at 25. <laughs> like, I was just terrified of it. I don't, and it's I had... real, though. It's real. It's I really real. was. I was, like, really scared of that. But I think with all of that, like, the mental health thing, like, it made me, like, dive into, like, my mental health and, like, making sure, like, mentally I was okay and I was strong enough to, like... That's really I mean, what it takes is self awareness. Yeah, you I gotta mean, check in with your mental yeah, health. Definitely do it. You can possibly stop it before it stops, starts. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely been times where I've been like, I should have just said, fuck this, and just, you know, did it. And, <laughs> like, just been, you know, in, in, in the life. Like, okay, I have. In front of me. <laughs> uh, well, I'm pretty when sure I said about happen? 47 cuss words yesterday. I don't know how you missed that. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. you know, I thought being that I'm about to be 30 and all. Oh, see, we're going to have to edit that out. 
Starting at 25, and I said, <laughs> So, yeah, you know, cussing is well, I, that's my addiction. Oh, I'm addicted to cussing, <laughs> so I've decided that that's We're my addiction. We're shipping you off to Betty Ford tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I, I think I'd like to keep this one. Okay, this is my favorite. I guess I can let you have that one, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like the mental health part is definitely like been strong for me like just making sure like my mental is strong enough and like checking in with other people and like you know trying to help other people and like advocating for mental health and like I think this right here like being open and honest about the struggles of addiction and like just talking about it is something that's needed because Mm -hmm. you don't see a lot of people like doing it that's why I really wanted you to like come on here because I can talk about it all day I've never had an addiction. Oh, you just said you were addicted to cussing. You Whoa. did say that. <laughs> I did say that. You just said but it. Now, let me, what you said a while ago about helping other people. Accountability. I've never really even been to a drug rehab, but I've been around a lot of people that have. And I know they talk a lot about accountability. Mm-hmm. And your accountability helps you stay strong. Mm-hmm. Because other people will be looking at you for help. So that makes you accountable. And right. That, and it, it does help because you guys held me accountable and that's what kept me from from being or getting how much worse I could have got but okay. any worse than I was mm-hmm. well, I think it made me also a very strong willed person and uh, very uh, assertive <laughs> so yeah I there like that part definitely. but I think all all in all though like I talked about this too like you've always been a good person underneath and it made me look at things differently like when people would talk about addicts and stuff like that like it would make me upset because I'm like you that's somebody's mother somebody's father that's uh, despite that that's a human being Mm -hmm. like despite anything else it doesn't matter if they're a mother father sister whatever like that's a human being you're talking about and that you're treating like that and you're acting like they're nothing right. you know and that they are still a human being they're just going through something they're struggling it made me look at people differently and it made me have empathy for people that are not just your regular society people right and it made like even when I would hear about people, you know, like, oh, if somebody breaks into my house, I'm shooting and I'm killing them. And I'm like, wait a minute, like, that that could be somebody I know, you know, like, I I understand. Yeah, yeah, like, (laughs) shooting to to kill, like, shooting to wound, I understand, you know what I'm saying? But, like, it just made me think about everything differently when it came to stuff like that. So it definitely gave gave me a lot of compassion and like empathy for other people. So yeah, I, I, feel I appreciate like, that. Um, I feel like y'all accents are so heavy that we're gonna have to have like a text overlay. Oh boy, because you said shooting the wound. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa! I don't think they're gonna understand what you just said. Shoot, like shoot. they might think it's right Italian now. Spanish. Do my own voiceover <laughs> with like an Australian accent <laughs> or something. <laughs> I'm dead. Okay.
Okay, well, I mean, I feel like we got everything out there that, you know, there is to say, but I guess yeah. I do have one last question. What advice would you give to other people struggling with addiction or, you know, just in general? Like, whether, no matter what stage of addiction they're in. To, to never give up for one, because anybody can overcome it. If I overcome it, anybody can overcome it. I never even seen a future for me without pills in it, because I could not get past the sick part. And it, it can get better, but just don't ever completely devalue yourself, regardless of your addiction. You may have done some bad things, treated people horribly, stole from loved ones, all of the above, but it did not take away your self-value. It's still there, and you're still as good as you once was. You mm -hmm. just lost sight of who you are. Right. And you can find it. It is out there. It really helps if you have a good support system. But when you're really an addict, you are by yourself. You know, you're, you're in that struggle by yourself. So it doesn't matter if you have family to help you. When you find yourself and you know that you can love yourself again, you can do it. Anybody yeah. can. And I'm kudos to everybody that tries because it is a devastating and hard road to get up. Mm -hmm. um, can you just share one funny story about Alexis as a kid? Well, we only have so much time. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just one of the funniest things that come to mind. Oh You're a funny guy. What is something that I tell everybody? I don't know. Yes, you do. No, I don't. I heard, I heard the pen in the eye one. Oh, my God, no. She doesn't even know about that. Why would you say that? <laughs> oh, I thought she did. My bad. What? I, sorry. Wait a minute. Well, we're going to discuss that later. Well, I need to know I'm editing that out. Okay, wait, what? Help me think of one. Uh, I'm trying to think of all the stupid things I did as a child. Did you know that she uh, she scammed some people for a dog? Oh, yeah, the, the newspaper thing. Remember when I called those people? Oh, okay, yes. Let me tell that story. <coughs> Alexis loved to drag home animals, and they were cute and little, and she took care of them, and then they got a little size on them, and she didn't like them anymore, so <laughs> I wound up taking that care sounds of them. Better. So I forbid her to bring home another animal, especially giant dogs. They were my best friends. Till they got big, and I then they like were my best they friends. Were anyway, we had a cookout, and there's people at the house, and for those of y'all that did not know, her daddy was black. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Anyway. They don't want to believe it. This yeah. white woman pulls up in the truck, and he looks at me, he's like, who's that? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> of course she you gotta know. She to get out, of course, and gets this giant dog out of the back, and I'm looking for Lexi, and she's already trying to hide. And she knows that I'm not gonna freak out in front of somebody. I'm gonna go ahead and act like I know. So she delivers Jake, and <laughs> that's how Jake come to be. But anyway, when the woman <laughs> left, he said, I thought you said not to bring no more animals home. I said, she had it delivered like Domino's, man. I was, I, I was literally <laughs> she said, 10. I didn't bring any home. <laughs> she I was literally 10 years old, and I looked in the newspaper, 
and in the section where they have like pets, I was like, I'm getting me one. I don't care what they say. <laughs> so I called. I put on my best grown up voice, <laughs> and I called him and I told him I wanted the dog. And I was like, Well, I really don't have a way to go right now. My car is broke down. <laughs> but if you could bring it to this address, we and would gladly take it off your hands. Oh my God. Jake. I, I was 10 it. years How did they old. Go for that. I, I think Jake may still be up there, ladies. No, they died. Well, Jake lived a very long life to be delivered like a pizza. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Mama was always the only white person around. It's so funny. Some, I was telling her the other day, sometimes I forget that she's white. Me too. I, I swear to God. Because I am You're really white. white. <laughs> but sometimes I really forget. Like, I'd be like, dang, I got a whole white mama. Like, but you was always the only white person around. Like, that was it, like <laughs> just you. Mark. And so uh, it was always really funny. I'd be like, I'd have to look at you sometimes and remind myself, like, hey, uh, my mom was a whole white lady. A whole white lady. <laughs> 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 That's funny. But yeah, I, I I wanted to say one more thing too, like for the people that are struggling with addiction or whatever, like <coughs> she said, like like devaluing yourself or whatever, like you're still a person and there's still people out there that see you as that person and there's still people that love you because I loved you the whole way through like I never stopped loving you I never stopped hoping for you never stopped fighting for you and there I'm not are, gonna cry I'm not gonna cry either if you call me your quan I might cry <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely never did like I never stopped I never stopped like trying to help her like even when I wanted to and I'd be like, forget her, man. I don't care. Like, I just couldn't. And, you know, not everybody has that. But there still are people out there that love you. And you love you. Exactly. You might not know it right now. But, you know, keep fighting. Definitely. But, and I'm very fortunate. Very, very fortunate. And I do not forget that lightly. Love you. Love you. I'm glad you're home. I'm glad. Yeah, it was a long uh, oh, jail time. You have no idea. Oh, man. I can't Listen. wait for that chicken pot pie. <laughs> Girl, hush your mouth. Mm. Oh, we got to order some groceries. We do mm-hmm. got to order some groceries. <laughs> With that being said, I'm out, y'all. It's Lex. Um, it's Court, y'all. Thanks for joining in. Yeah, I hope y'all have a happy holidays. And uh, whatever you do in life, make, make it nasty. nasty. <laughs>